We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Winning isn't everything, but it's the only thing. In our business, there is no second place. Either your first or your last. Exactly two minutes remain in this football game. Dallas leads Green Bay 17 14. Shar on third down. Third and goal. Quarterback. Three seconds left. Green Bay Packers are going to be world champions, NFL champions for the third straight year. Far. Lays it up for Freeman and it's incomplete. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk of the Tundra, proud partner of Blue Wire Podcast and the GSPN or the Eurostat Podcast Network. Uh, joining me this week for a preview pod of the uh, Detroit Lions game, Packers versus Lions, another division matchup, is Jordan Tresky. Jordan, how are you doing, buddy? Doing well. Doing well. The Packers are far from well, <laughs> um, as we have talked about the last eight nine weeks <laughs> i suppose it's been besides that bears game it's been sort of doom and gloom but weirdly enough i feel a little better coming off of a loss where i had expectations of losing big and it wasn't totally embarrassing it was just like kind of a, a football game that we lost so i'm not down as bad as i was versus the uh giants jets and commanders would you have the same sentiment Because I yeah I kind of am there kind of not I know last week we were very doom and gloom of like right. this could be a massacre right <laughs> it was very much verging towards that until the Bills were kind of essentially playing with their food um, I think if anything it just showed how much of a gap between what a good football team looks like and what the Packers look like. <laughs> I would say that is pretty that is, much that that's what I hammered home. 
yeah, I would say that that gap is more of a chasm rather than a gap. Yeah. So, which is unfortunate, <laughs> given your expectations coming into the year. But what will you do? Yeah. Um. So, obviously, uh, springboarding from that into our cheese board. Obviously, uh, Packers lost twenty-seven seventeen last week versus the uh, the Buffalo Bills, and what was. As Jordan and I said, not a very exciting game, rather just a a football game. <laughs> but the uh there were some some standout folks and players on on the team, so we'll go through those now. As we have said week in and week out, three tiers of the cheese, Munster, Pepper Jack, and a twenty year twenty year old uh sharp cheddar, which I don't think we're gonna get close to handing one of those one of those up this year. But um this week Earning cheeses, each of these players earning one cheese. Uh, first up, Aaron Jones had a great week this week, kind of getting back to what we had asked for, just, just giving your the best player the ball week in and week out. 20 carries, 143 yards, and uh, on the ground, then four catches for 14 yards through the air, so nothing big that way, but either which way, over 150 yards from scrimmage, so... If he had a touchdown, he probably would have gotten two, but alas, only one stands touchdown. Uh, next up was Jair Alexander. He had an interception and held Gabe Davis pretty much in check almost the entire game. Obviously, Gabe Davis shouldn't have been covered by Jair Alexander, but we can't fault Jair for who Joel Berry makes him cover. Don't hate the player, hate the game, is what I've <laughs> been told. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, Jair had... Uh, four pass deflections, too, along with his interception. So just a really great game that way for Jair and coverage. Uh, next up was Romeo Dobbs. Had a beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous uh, touchdown catch where he turned around like three times uh, to go with his four receptions for 62 yards. So Romeo Dobbs kind of having that rookie season, we kind of anticipated he would, where it would kind of be like a roller coaster season where some weeks he does nothing, some weeks he really shows off the talent that he has this week was one of those weeks <laughs> so another cheese for him and the last one uh was david last player to get a cheese is david bakhtiari uh after being a late late scratch last week in the game against the commanders uh david bakhtiari this week really really played well against a stout bills defense and von miller there was a couple of like uh tweets that i saw of David Bakhtiari basically just like taking Von Miller for a ride around the the the, the playing field. Like Von Miller would rush and Bakhtiari's like, alright, you're going to go for a big swing around the back of Aaron Rodgers and end up on the other side of the line while Rodgers is sitting in the pocket. Which is like, what you want your left tackle to do against an all-pro uh, yeah, edge rusher. Force field. Right, exactly. So, um, just overall a really great um, showing for, for Bakhtiari, which again was really nice to see given his um his absence last week against the Washington Commanders. So, with that being said, I will stop trying to elongate my words a little bit more <laughs> while I enter the cheeses into the into the the stats real time. That way you guys get it all live and ready to go. But through eight games, yeah, eight games. Uh through eight games that here is the the cheese board for the Green Bay Packers, Aaron Jones still leading the way uh, with six cheeses, and then Rashawn Gary with four, Yvondre Campbell and Preston Smith and Jair with three, 
Aaron Rodgers, A.J. Dillon, uh, Kenny Clark, Keyshawn Nixon, Pat O'Donnell, Russell Douglas, Quay Walker with two. I forgot to put Romeo Dobbs in the three section because he hasn't gotten moved up yet, so he also has three. <laughs> and then uh, players with one, Al Lazard, Eric Stokes, Darnell Savage, David Bakhtiari, Jaron Reed, John Runyon, Mason Crosby, Randall Cobb, Bobby Tunyon, Rudy Ford, Sammy Watkins, and Zach Tom. So hopefully more weeks ahead like this one where we had four players playing really well. Hopefully we can get Aaron Rodgers another one sometime soon. He's been stuck on two for quite some time. I think he was on the verge this week if he had that touchdown to Bobby Tunyon, and I probably would have given, one, given it to him if the game was a little closer, but wasn't there. So what do you think, Jordan? Sound pretty good? You're muted. I agree with your viewpoints, your talking points. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers got, I mean... The man frustrates me. Honest, but, um, yeah, I think those are all very deserving. Um, I would like, I, I too would like to see a more complete. We have both sides of the ball represented, but it it's still, still want to see a little bit more. Right, understandably, like <laughs> I feel like that's going to be our our phrase of the season. We still want to see a little bit more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> right. No, I I totally think that's going to be a vibe for the rest of the season um but i guess in general how did you because i know we were both gone for the or i guess not present for the um for the the post game pod do you want to briefly talk about the bills game at all like do you have any do you have any overarching thoughts um i mean where to start (laughs) (laughs) sounds like you have some thoughts I do have some thoughts. I thought it was, it just, first of all, watching the broadcast, because um, Sunday Night Football, get a little jonesed up. Big matchup. <laughs> we, again, we talked about going of the year and even mentioned it last week. It's one of the biggest games of the season. Right. We didn't anticipate them being three and five going into it, or three and four going into it. Yep. And it just sounded like, they just talked about the the Packers like a problem child. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what the, what's going on there. Like, it's just, this is not usually Packers football. You know, it's, right. we don't talk about the Packers this way. You no. know, like, exactly. And, uh, yeah. And it was just kind of, it kind of set the tone for just like watching Aaron Jones run the ball, regardless of what down it was or what situation is third and long. It's like, let's give Aaron the ball, the ball, which is in theory and how it worked out. Like, yeah, that was your only offense. It is your engine. This is what we have been saying for eight weeks. <laughs> Do it. He's the best Aaron on your team. Yeah. At this point. Exactly. But it was just like, it's the, the whiplash effect of like, we're, tr- <laughs> we're trying to find anything. To, that works and anytime like something good would happen or even what was it the um, what drive was it they were it was just going so well and it was i'm either thinking it was aaron through a pick do you have a pick during he, the game, he right? did have an interception but it was not it wasn't a quote-unquote drive it was one play oh, it was after the, after yeah, Razul was, had intercepted it yeah rogers first play like the first play after the interception was a tipped ball interception. Maybe it's the drive that they went on fourth down and it was just like. Oh, oh. There was multiple of those too. Yeah. 
uh, it's just like it's <laughs> i think that just kind of sums it up it's like you make progress and it's like what does it account for when you can't even just get i'm not even talking about a touchdown at this point i'm talking about just getting points out of it right yeah with mason crosby he's just at this point he's just staying on the line <laughs> the sideline just like when am i gonna get out there right and then everything defensively was just like quay walker getting ejected not it just it, not great it was kind of odd and bizarre i mean who knows if the guy said something to him right god knows that probably happens every time that stuff happens but they don't penalize the guy that initiates it they penalize the guy that's reacting to it that's always. how it's always been it's stuff like that and even even i think douglas did it stokes did it too it just there's stuff like that where they play kind of that's where they're like young or their youth and inexperienced shows yeah i'm just like when the the they're down bad and it's still going down bad yeah and it's like how do we make this situation worse Oh, let's just uh, two hand shove a guy on the sideline. A coach at that. I think that's yeah. why. I think that's why he was yeah, probably he's, in street, he's it was essentially in street clothes. Right. You know, it's stuff like that that's just like that on top of all the mounting evidence that shows how much of a maligned football team this is. Yeah. I think that was what was just like. I understand it, but you're frustrated. It's just like, this is not making anything better. It, it, even like the stuff with like Diggs and Alexander and then subsequently, it was more so with Douglas just because I guess he was covering on the whole. <laughs> it was, it was just stuff like that. Just like, you guys are not like, I just, you're not a good team. Right. <laughs> it's just coming from, I don't, I don't know right. if it was like just the kind of like external, like, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then it's like, what are we doing this for? We're just shooting ourselves <laughs> in the foot. That kind of thing. I did not right. understand it. No. Yeah, I think it was a better game than anticipated. More people played better than I thought would. Um yes. But overall, yeah, it's disappointing to see. Disappointing from a fan perspective to see the run game work so well. We've been harping on it for so long. But I'm yeah. glad that they're realizing it works. Like... I know we had talked about it in the Discord when the game was happening, but like, are they just running the ball because they have to and they can't throw the ball? Or are they actually having success running the ball? And I think they actually had success running the ball. Like, you don't get to um, 200 plus yards rushing in total, I believe. Yeah, they had 208 yards rushing total, 11 of those coming on a Rogers scramble. So, 197 if you want to be picky from not having success and just having to do it. Like, I think there was actually holes there, and Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon were hitting them with purpose and with, and like they're running with intent essentially to to make it work and actually have a, a functioning offense. So that'll be, we'll talk about that later. So hopefully this continues. Weirdly enough, I, I think it also hit home for me because I, I mean, the first Sunday Night Football game this year, we clowned the Bears for throwing 11 times. Right, and we said, "Well, they had David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, who are, <laughs> you know, where I'm going with this. They're just chewing up yardage." Right, and then six weeks later, the Packers are the Bears, mm-hmm. and that's where Absolutely. that's where it was like, "Oh, we aren't that much different." <laughs> no, you and I. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Spider-Man meme. Yeah, it's like 
they're both pointing each other. One has Justin Fields and one has a Hall of Famer. Right, which is the embarrassing part. Mm-hmm. But enough about last and week. And one has oh. a one has a better wide receiver after trade deadline. How about than that for other. a segue? Boom! <laughs> I walked in that one. Uh, I turned my body like Romeo Dobbs. <laughs> Watch you two people. <laughs> um. So Tuesday at three o'clock was the NFL trade deadline. Uh, which felt more like the NBA trade deadline with how much activity there's going on this uh, this year. Increasingly, yeah, I feel like that's more of a, a vibe. Like that's happening. I in the NFL. And you know what? I like it. I think it's weird that it's so early in the season. Like it's just past the halfway point, or not? I think it's technically the halfway point. Like we're in the halfway point with the seventeen Stupid game season. Game right. Like eight and a half is half of seventeen, and so we're, yeah. we're about eight and a half. So like, I'd like to Part see it push back like to after week ten. Like that would be my ideal place. That way, you really know where teams are. Yeah, and like that's when you can start making moves. Like say, the Packers like win the next two weeks, and they're now sitting at five and five. Like that'd be a good time to adjust to see where you're at and what you can help do to keep the winning streak going and improve for the postseason. But with with essentially half the season left, it's hard to assess where your team is going to be by that time. And plus, teams have already had bye weeks. Like, all right, like yes. there's teams that have had bye weeks and haven't had bye weeks at this point in the regular season. It feels like it benefits teams that have had byes able to assess their team better than teams that haven't. I wonder, I'm sorry, vice versa, vice versa. Yeah, vice teams versa. who have played more can assess the te- assess their team better where they're at versus the teams that have had their buy already. I wonder how that would reflect in the teams that were, because the Bills were active. Yep. Dolphins, yep. obviously very active. 49ers, I don't believe had a buy. Uh, you know they're, they're on buy this week. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that is actually an interesting theory. Right, it's just an idea. Yeah, I I know you mean. Right, it's just like, I wish it was later. That way we had a little more... What what February, early February is to the NBA. Exactly. Or July 31st or whatever it is for MLB now. MLB is definitely like past the halfway halfway point. And February is a little past halfway. Yeah. But like, I think it should definitely, with... There being seven games after week ten, obviously, yeah. like there should be, um, more time. There's plenty of time to be able to assess where your team is at and what you need to do to push yourself towards the playoffs. Yeah. So, but all of that being considered, it didn't matter because the Packers again didn't make a trade at the trade deadline, which no. was the topic of a lot of const- topic of consternation on Packers Twitter all over, basically. Wisconsin. Why did the Packers make a trade for receiver? What's the deal? And for those of us big brains out there, as I say, embarrassingly, the Packers don't operate the trade deadline. Like Mike McCarthy put it perfectly in like 2017 or whenever it was, he said it when somebody in Packers media asked him, what's the trade deadline at 1265 Lombardi Avenue? Like what's, what's it like? And he goes, Oh, was the trade trade deadline this week? And he went, yeah. Oh, I thought it was next week. And then, like, the media room goes quiet. And he goes, that's what it's like. Like, they just don't care. They don't care to pay attention to when it is because they don't do anything ever. 
Like I can't tell you the last time they actually made it, like a meaningful trade at the trade deadline. And it's because that's not how they operate. Brian Gunnigans and even before him, Ted Thompson never made trades out of the trade deadline. They value their picks too much, and we can kind of debate that a different time and possibly the offseason, but they just they tried. And then I feel like this is the Danny Ainge version of the Packers. Like, <laughs> hey, we, we called yeah. on Jerry Judy. We called on Chase Claypool. Chase Claypool. But we offered a second round pick too. Right. And I think like I don't care for those excuses because I I just don't care anymore because I just know they're not going to trade. But I guess I'll let you go first, Jordan. What are your thoughts on the deadline having not traded for Chase Claypool or Jerry Judy or Brent or Brandon Cooks? Um, well, my first question is, uh, is, is the Packers large or inactivity by and large at the deadline due to um, their clocks running on? This is a terrible joke. I'm oh I was going to do a Lombardi time. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't yeah. think even the logic works. Or Press a, a board on that joke. Yeah, there we go. Um, I was very fine with not doing anything. Um, in part, I know wide receiver is going to be the obvious need. They need a wide receiver. They need a healthy wide receiver. Two to four of them are not healthy, banged up at any constant state of more or less, yeah. At any point in the season, we haven't had a fully healthy receiving core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the get go, because Alan Lazard, even his ankle has been and a problem. Wat- Watson was injured week one. Alan Lazard, or I'm sorry, Watson was healthy week one. Lazard wasn't, and then I think Lazard was out week two. And then Watkins got hurt the next game. Yeah, so it's been tough sledding for the receiving core all season. Yeah. Um. That said. Not the only problem for the Packers. Right. <laughs> Far from it. Uh, if you're three and five, that doesn't mean that you're just a wide receiver away. No. And knowing how I am with other or having followed other teams in other sports, um, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, not all deadline deals are a winner. Right. You know, I I commend the Bears for acquiring a wide receiver because they needed it. They needed a young wide receiver to go with Justin Fields. Yep. That doesn't mean that they're going to be a successful team, but for what they, where they're at and what most importantly, they have a developmental quarterback who is starting for their team. Right. Packers have a developmental quarterback who is not starting for their team. Don't know when he's going to start for their team. If and whenever. If and whenever, because Yeah. So there's so much uncertainty with if you're if you're going after a, a wide receiver and if you're putting all of your eggs in a basket with, I mean, yeah, Jerry Judy's looks great. Um, Which uh, I'm hesitant to know if he actually was on the market. Like Jerry Judy's a really good receiver. Like that, there's no doubt about it. He has some drop yeah. issues, but I'm not gonna sit here and. Roast the man over drop issues when half of our receivers can't catch the ball either. And like he's a talented player, but I think I saw that he was going for like a second and a fourth or fifth. If um, that's a lot, if is this his second year or third year? Third, I believe. Um, which 
if it's true, is a lot. But at the same time, you have a young, proven um, receiver to, like, to do that. Like, you don't have to keep guessing on like, the draft, essentially. You have a receiver who can play at a, at a high level. There would be the run the risk of Judy being like similar in an Al Lazard role of like, can he actually be a wide receiver one, or is he destined for wide receiver two status his entire career? That's obviously yet to be seen. But the point being is that if the asking price was a second, fourth, and a fourth or fifth, I'm not upset that we didn't do it, but I'm not happy either. Like I would rather us have actually done that than not done it if that was the price i'm struggling to believe that is the price because he's a good player (laughs) like he's a cylinder contract like the broncos are trying to win and taking a jerry judy type player out of russ wilson's hands isn't going to lead to winning for the broncos so i think they would have had to give up a little more maybe a second and a future second or a second and a third or something like that just to get him away from denver yeah. And to that end, any wide receiver that they that the Packers were targeting, it could be Jerry Judy, it could be um obviously Chase Claypool that they were uh, they're doing their Danny Ainge dance. Right. Or Brandon Cooks, they're immediately gonna be targeted and blanketed with the top corner of ever like Grits that's happy to the wide receiver core right now. But right. Like, it's not, I don't think it's necessarily like, okay, you got this guy. He's going to catch 50 balls and they're going to have 10 touchdowns. Aaron Rodgers, he's going to fix Aaron Rodgers, the pass game, all this stuff. I don't think that's necessarily the case either. Right. Anybody who's walking into this situation and where the Packers offense is at this point in time and where it has been this season, it's, there's very few people that can do it well. It is why Devontae Adams was so valuable to this team. Yep. Where a game like against the Ravens last year, he's doubled every time he's on the field. And still he could say, well, he had six catches and two touchdowns. And, and yeah, he had 60 yards or whatever it was. Right. Um, I don't have his football reference game log on me, but like it that was still a successful, you know, uh game for him and game and the game plan that the Ravens are doing that day. Right. For example, so it's it's stuff like that that's like I don't necessarily think that anybody that they would have traded for, I don't know if they would even set them up to succeed or fail. I right. don't. I really don't know. I agree with that wholly. Like, as much as like as good as Brandon Cooks is, as good as Claypool and Judy are, none of them are like wide receiver one game changing receivers that would have uplifted this offense to be something that it isn't already like. They they really just needed a a, a big uh, wide receiver addition to be that that game changer to make plays downfield to catch balls and get yards after the catch across the middle and none of those really, none of those players are really available like they they never yeah. really are unless for you're asking like a big asking price or you're willing to pay yeah. a big asking price which the Packers never are and since that player wasn't available and the Packers sit at three and five I'm reluctantly okay with them not trying to like go all in again this season because they've been going all in for the last three years like that's that's sort of why this is coming up now and using those picks and letting brian gutenkins work his magic in the draft 
Like this was another big point of consternation on Packers Twitter during the trade deadline was like, Goody should be fired for not making a trade. Like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> like Brian Gutekunst is a really good draft drafter, essentially. He's, he makes the most out of a lot of those picks and finds hidden gems. And 20 teams would be thrilled to have Brian Gutekunst as their GM. So as much as it stings to not have fun at the deadline, which as we all know, does sting. It stings every year, especially during yeah. contending years. It's probably for the best when you don't know what sort of uh, team you have this year, setting at three and five, and a very difficult part of their schedule coming up. Yes. The worst time to make a trade is when you feel like you have to do it. And this is not. Absolutely. Again, all but, of the mount, mounting evidence that this Packers team has shown is that they right. are not a good football team. Right. They're There's nothing that they could look for in the trade deadline or the trade market that could conceivably fix all of their issues. Exactly. Because there's so many. Right. And sort of one last point before we springboard to like our next topic is the Packers weren't just a receiver away. They have like scheme calling issues on defense. Your special teams yes. is still very bad. Like Pat O'Donnell mm-hmm. is getting pressured so much on punts that he's he's getting the most pressure. I think is the highest pressure on punts in the league since 2018. I think, and then this year isn't that good as well. But then the least hang time in the league because of it. So with that, they still have other glaring issues that need to be fixed that they weren't going to address at the deadline without giving up a lot of future picks, which they should not be doing as a team no. looking one year, two year, three years down the road as a bad team with just talent, money, all of the stuff coming into play. So with that, I think it is time to do a little bit of... Well, uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead if you have something else to say. We're going to interject. Did you have a feeling that maybe... Just maybe when you're watching the Bills game on Sunday. Yep. Hey, maybe this is the last time I see Aaron Jones playing in Packers uniform. Or maybe they sell off people. Because that was my thinking is that if they do anything, I think they're going to I trade w- one of the right. Vets. I would would have been shocked if they were actually sellers. Like, if they trade Aaron Jones, this podcast would be a whole lot different. We'd have had a, probably an emergency pod on an Aaron Jones trade. But um absolutely no you absolutely don't trade aaron jones like he is all their offense right now if if they were sellers they they would have for sure punted on the season at that point trading aaron jones and any of the veterans because like at that point where is your offense really coming from aj Dillon is good he had a good week this week he's he's not a, he's not a lead back and if you're still struggling to throw the ball you're just gonna punt <laughs> The entire game like they would have really punted on the season and gotten to like a top 10 pick which with how much this roster costs is not good and i know it's like weird to call this a gap year and it's disappointing to call this a gap year but you at least have to try like try to win games because if you make it to the playoffs as ty rohan adams said on sunday making it to the nfl playoffs means like anything can happen the new york giants won two super bowls in like six years because of that I think they were a wild card team, I think, both times. Beating yes, the Packers, were. both times. <laughs> the year that they won the second one, they had the uh, 
worst point a negative point differential, which is the only time a Super Bowl right. winner is. Like it, you yeah. just need to get there and hit your stride at the right time. And like we talked about at the beginning of the season, like maybe this is good for the Packers to be hitting their stride in the middle of the season after our rough beginning of the season. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. After going 13-3 and three the past 13-3, 13-3, 13-4 the past three years and balling out of the playoffs early. Mm. Like, nobody is enjoying losing, but... Wow. At least they're trying to figure it out. Like, I'm not trying to prop up anything uh, Aaron Nagler says, and he talked about it today, but he said that, like, he thinks Rodgers is playing better, and, like, maybe this is them working out what this offense looks like in the middle of the season. And <laughs> fair enough, right after that, he said, I'm muting replies to the suite, and I would have done the same thing because he probably got a lot of crap in his mentions for it, but, like, being the super optimist right now, if that's the case, none of that is even possible if they sell. Oh, and, absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, as far as the deadline goes and where we're sitting now, I'm happy. Or I should say, I'm content. I'm not thrilled that we didn't do anything. I'm upset we didn't do anything. But, like, what, what do you... The expectations for Goody, I think, were way higher than they should have been coming into the deadline. Absolutely. Like, like, as a lifelong Packers fan, I don't even care when the trade deadline is because I know nothing's happening, which is like mm -hmm. uh institutional, like, franchise problem when it comes to when you're a good team, as we mentioned earlier. But this year wasn't going to be anything, and I didn't expect it to at all. So... No. But do you have anything else on the, on the deadline? No, I mean... I, I guess think it's... Just... We talked about the deadline, I guess... <laughs> that end part of the conversation was expectation. What are your expectations for the rest of the season? Like, what are your, uh, like, let's call it a vibe check. Yes. Vibe check. It's hard to, I mean, it's, it's definitely down bad, but I think it's, it's more of your resign to just what this team is lacking. Because they're searching for something, and the fact that you're doing it in the middle of the season um, is hardly promising. <laughs> right. But that's where it's like, it's very just, they're so, they're very um, specific structural things 
whether it's personnel, whether it's with the coaching staff, whether it's with strategy, game plan, mm-hmm. all these things that combine together, which is what is ailing the Packers. Um, but I also just think this is kind of, it's such a, I mean, they have fallen on their face at this point, very clearly. Right. And I'm not saying that this is due because no one anticipated this team to be three and five through the first eight weeks. Right. But I do think that they had, they, for the last, basically since the floor got there and probably even by extension, when Gunkun's got the, the step up, there was a sense of uh, race against time, you know, trying to, trying to uh, elongate or extend this window with Rogers who they, they drafted their, <laughs> what they felt was their quarterback replacement. Right. And he, in turn, Aaron Rodgers had back-to-back MVPs. So it's just like a matter of like all these things that they, they were preparing for, if not a rebuild, a retool, they were trying, they're trying to make two separate tracks of like, Right. This is the present track, and this is the rebuild track. <laughs> very, very good. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm doing a very good uh, visual representation. And yep. now, basically, it just those tracks have uh, the train has gone off both tracks. Yeah, and it's like, how do you which which? I'm losing this analogy very quickly. <laughs> you got to bring it back in somewhere. Yeah, are we? You know, like that thing that they like pull down where the train, like it's like yes. this way, they go that way. Yes. The that the... is essentially Brian Kuntz is holding on to this lever and is like, are we going to the future or are we going with the present kind of thing? Right. Brian Kuntz is deciding which track the Packers need to Brown. go down on, <laughs> need, need to go down. And he's at the precipice of like this lever switching. Yes. And it's a difficult decision for a GM to make given that like it is Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully he continues to get better. And it's Aaron Rodgers, back. Aaron Jones, it's right. a defense that you, I mean, like a defense that Javondre should... Campbell, right. When he's, he was found money last year that he paid him a lot of money and, you know, keeping all these guys together, mix of veterans, rookies, young guys, you paid Jair Alexander, which was the right thing to do. Right. But it, it's such a smorgasbord of different circumstances that have led to this moment, I would say. I'd say. And so, yeah, I think as the season goes, it, it's an important stretch for sure. Like, obviously, every game is really important right now. Um, They're not going to win out. That's an impossible expectation. They're going to run the table? No, they're not going to run the table. I hope I get cold takes, but it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, but they're sitting at three and five. The play the NFC sucks as as we mentioned before, and Ty Adam Rohan mentioned on Sunday or Monday. Um but there's games to be won in this this latter part of the season. Like Detroit, Dallas, which we'll talk about Detroit in a minute. Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, Philly, Chicago, the Rams, the Dolphins, the Vikings, the Lions again. So you have two against the Lions, which you I'm going to pencil in as wins because they really should be beating the Lions. Dallas is good. 
toss-up. It's at home, so we'll see. Tennessee, maybe. Like, depending on how the Titans season is going, it's not going too good. They're starting Malik Willis. Like, it can't be going that well. Yeah, but... I don't know. Listen, man, I'm just trying to be optimistic. Like, I know, I know, I know. That I'm try- Titans I'm... team, for whatever reason, they they know how to win and... so shittily. Right, but that's... Like... And they win. They're, again, they're all st- they're still still stir them. So I can not trip over my words. They're still starting Malik Willis, as far as yeah. I'm aware. I'm pretty sure is what's going on mm. in Tennessee. Um, so I guess we'll go two for sure wins against the Lions twice. I, I'll I'll call I'll say they win one of Tennessee and Dallas. So three wins, and they face Chicago again, and then. The Rams. Like, that's still five wins right there to get us to... A lot of home games, too. Yeah. They go to Miami, that they face Minnesota at home, and then Philly. So, like, there is a path as it stands to get to, like, 10-7, and seven, or 9-8. and eight. And... Depending on how the NFC shakes out, like I think that is possibly good enough for the playoffs. Like as it is right now, the seventh seed is the four and four um forty ers Like they have a tough division as well. Just like it's basically a bunch it's not tough, but they all kind of stink. It's and yeah, so it's bundled. Yeah, it's bundled. Like it's who knows how that division can end up shaking out. But I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and say they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just saying trying to be optimistic of what we're seeing. There is a path there. But none of that matters. This is a segue, Jordan. Let's see if anything else to say. None of this matters if they lose to the, to the Lions this week. Like Lions are a bad team. They are sitting yeah. at, I believe, 1-6. And it's if I feel bad for for Dan Campbell and the Detroit Football Lions, for the sole purpose of like I was I'm a big believer in just like the pieces they have there, and I don't know if it's a Dan Campbell issue or a Jared Goff issue or what it is, but like, <clears throat> excuse me, big fan of well was a big fan of TJ Hawkinson there. He doesn't he doesn't play for them anymore. Plays for the Vikings. Um, big fan of Amon Ross St. Brown. I think once Jamison Williams starts playing, he's going to be a really good receiver in the NFL. Um, DeAndre Swift is good. Jamal Williams is good. They like their their line is okay, but it's something to write home about. But I just I just like I I think it's very emblematic that they've um had such a good offense this year, but their defense just like stinks, and it sucks that their defense stinks stinks so much that they. Um, that they can't hang with like some of those teams. Like I think they lost. Yeah, they lost. Dolphins game thirty-one twenty-seven, right? Yeah, but like here's a list of their like here's a list of their their scores. Lost thirty-eight thirty-five week one to the Eagles. That's crazy. Their offense is better than Packers. But... It, it is <laughs> when it's healthy. What's it, when it's healthy? Yeah, lost thirty-eight thirty-five to the Eagles. Thirty-six. 27, they won against the Commanders. Lost by 4 points, 28-24 to the Vikings. Lost by 3 points, 48-45 to the Seahawks. Got 
shut out 29-0 to the Patriots, which is unfortunate, but then 24-6 against the Cowboys, then 31-27 against the Dolphins. Like, they're hanging with some of these teams offensively. They just, they just can't do it defensively. Yeah. And so, moving into that for the Packers, and I guess we'll get to injury talk a little bit later, that is going to be the theme this week. If the Packers can actually function on offense and make their game look like it did against the Bills, like, I'm not, like, I, I was happy with, for the most part, how the offense looked against one of the best defenses in the league. Oh, but yeah. Now you put that, sure. if you put that offensive game plan and that offensive success against this Lions defense, they should be scoring, thir- like, over 30 points for the first time this season. Right? Like, 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 right? <sighs> I would hope so. Certainly hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean that's again. It's the it's what is their constant is what is kind of besides just not having one. <laughs> very um, obviously, like the the Packers. Yeah, or like just their constant needs to be Aaron Jones, like. Yes. That needs to be their constant. Yes. But the fact that it isn't is why we're here, why we're it's talking about it. <laughs> Incredibly frustrating. And yeah, if you're if you're putting up two, what was the rushing yards? 203? 208? 208, including the Rogers scramble. 197, yeah. 197 from Dylan and um, Against Jones. A Bills defense that I believe going into was the second best run defense in the in the league it was up there it was good and um yeah if you can't do that against the lions what are you doing here right like i think that that is ultimately where we are at is that i don't anticipate the packers to they're going to break this losing streak at some point they're going to have (laughs) knock on all the wood you see jordan come on now you can't just be saying that I have to. I'm a, a man must believe in something, right? For he is not a man at all. If he doesn't, I don't know. Um, I just, it's what they are. You would think at some point they're going to play a game that you'd be like, yeah, we can hang our hats on that. It's not necessarily about how we have talked about this team going into it to where we are now. Mm-hmm. It's not about like okay this week maybe we'll see something different that that we can see them show their show their uh you know full complement of Super Bowl ready uh, qualities and all these things. No, it's like hey let's just win a game so we're kind of <laughs> and uh, the the broadcasters that are on various television networks don't feel bad for us, right? It's like Green Bay is a great sports town when it's going well. When it's going well, this year is not. So it's it's just right. a matter of looking respectable and kind of just you know for for all the things that we have talked about of like there are there are good flashes. Aaron Jones is having a great year despite everything that despite is going everything him. like despite the hand, the the coaches have basically having him sit on the sidelines or not giving him the ball like for whatever dumb reason right <laughs> for weeks on end. Or Aaron Rodgers struggling for as much as he is and cursing out his young wide receivers or all these things that we said, this could really trip them up. It's tripped them up even more than we imagined. Mm-hmm. But there's still something something that you search for and see that like, okay, there is something here that you're, they're still staying in games. They're still 
you know, it's not, it's not necessarily like, you know, at, at, there was no point at any time or no point in any time that I was watching that Bills game that I was like, oh, they're going to come back. You know no, I mean? absolutely because, not. Because they're so handcuffed in whether it's personnel or even the game or uh, the play calling, because it's just, yeah. you don't know, you don't know what to expect next with where they're at. Right. And that's what's the frustrating thing about it. Right. I think they're in the same spot as like the Lions were when um, they just can't win like close games right now. And like that's sort of the issue. Like the Bills game was never really close. They were down by 14 almost the entire game. Um, but like the Commanders game, the Jets game, the, the Giants game, all of those are winnable games. They just, they're just not executing well enough to get there. And I think like that's where the progress should be made. And that's like where they need to get going to be successful, obviously. Yeah, I mean, if anything, the second half against the Bills is the best second half that they put together since what, yeah, Patriots game because they. I'd say I'd, I'm they fell in such a hole. That. They scored ten points in the second half. Like that's <laughs> hey, they converted a third down. <laughs> yeah, it's that's so sad. That's where our, that's where our expectations are. Wow, they but scored. They scored ten points in the second half. <laughs> I that is what is so incredibly like I've I mean. We've been very since I've been alive. I'm 30. There have not been a lot of bad Packer seasons in my lifetime. Right. Which is, if I said that to my dad, he would say, "Oh, I've seen my fair share of them." Right. <laughs> like pre us being born, the Packers were horrendous. Like they horrendous. were horrendous. Yeah, they were not kidding. horrendous. But I could easily say, even when. They go 13 3 and the season ends in this terrible fashion against the 49ers last year. Whatever playoff collapse you want to throw out there. The fact that this is like so frustrating because you're saying we can be like Aaron Jones had 153 <laughs> yards and the Packers finally converted a third down after a week of not doing it. Right. Like it's stuff like that that's just like, how is this paired with one another? Is just sums up just like how crazy this Packers season has kind of been. Right. Um, so to jump a little bit more um, of what we're looking for in this game, I'll go through the injury report a little bit because I want to segue from one of the injuries to um, a talking point. Uh, before the Lions, we'll start with them since my segue is for the Packers. <laughs> um, they've got a lot of players hurt. Like it's They're, they're down pretty bad. Um, Derek Barnes, linebacker, knee, limited participation. Uh, Deshaun Elliott, their safety, had a finger. He was a full participant. Charles, I think that's Harris, defensive end. Uh, groin limited. Mike Hughes and Chase Lucas, a pair of uh, quarterbacks. Uh, Mike Hughes was a full participant. Chase Lucas was not. He had an ankle injury. Uh, Matt Nelson, a tackle, calf, in calf in <laughs> injury, if I could speak, did not participate. Um, of note, Frank Regnall, their center foot, was limited in participation. He's a good center, and hopefully he can play for the for the Lions. Uh, Josh Reynolds, one of their uh, receivers that's been really good, opposite of Amon Ross St. Brown, has a back, and he was limited. DeAndre Swift has been dealing with an ankle and shoulder injury uh, for most of the season. He did not participate. And worrisome for the Lions this week is since they got rid of TJ Hawkinson and traded him to, um, to the Vikings, Brock Wright, their now starting tight end, is in concussion protocol and did not participate in practice um, this week. 
and then um, I'm gonna mess up his name. He Ifatu Melifomu or safety. It was an ankle. He did not participate. AJ Parker cornerback did not participate. Matt Nelson tackle did not participate. So a lot of injuries for the uh, for the Lions, and I think this is going to be important to look at for the Packers in ensuring success. Like if all the if half these players don't play, it's going to be a slim for the Lions. So, but on the Packers side, Dave Bakhtiari with his knee did not participate. Hopefully that doesn't crop up again. We would like him to have another standout game like he had last week. Devondre Campbell's knee uh, is bothering him. He did not participate. Uh, Shamar John Charles, quarterback, ankle, did not participate. Elton Jenkins with his knee and foot. I think the foot is new. That was was what apparently kept him out of last week's game. Yeah, I think he tweaked it in warm-ups is what happened. Yes. Whatever happened, but he did not participate in practice. Um, Al Lazard and his shoulder, which I think he dislocated, like that—that's his injury he had. Yep. He was limited. Aaron Rodgers and his thumb are limited. Preston Smith with a shoulder neck injury is limited, and Christian Watson in concussion protocol did not participate. But looking ahead to the Lions game, I think I—I I, I don't think I know that if Christian Watson plays, I really want to see them utilize him as like a downfield threat. They talked about it this week in their press conferences that going into the Bills game, the plan was to utilize Romeo Dobbs and Chris Watson downfield. If that's true, who's really to know, but it looked like it would kind of speak. It kind of makes sense given that Christian Watson went down after like six plays or something with his concussion. And the offense kind of looked like it stalled a little bit after that until they began running the ball. Like it took away a lot of their plays out of their arsenal. And if he can play, which I hope he can, being able to just send him down the field and outrun this pack or this Lions defense could be a huge thing for him. Like, if he plays, I think he could have a big week if they decide to keep that role for him. Yeah, I mean, the Lions secondary, as you touched on, very banged up. Um, Jeff Okuda is still healthy, however. Was going to say, yeah, Jeff Okuda is kind of. He good. Yeah, he's good. He Bounce good. back year. I think what did he, he tore his Achilles last year? I think something like that. He had it was something sort of bad. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that would be very interesting to see. I just want to see Chris Watson. I mean, first of all, healthy. Second of all, go against you know, a top uh blue chip cornerback that's I think yeah. this is Okuda's third year, second year, whatever it is. Third year. Um just kind of you want to see how that goes. It, it's kind of essentially what would be like, I'm not saying that they're the same, but I was uh, rooting for another team. Like, I want to see this player X go against Jair Alexander. Right. Whether Joe Barry puts him on. <laughs> another question. Right. Um, but yeah, I. this is, aside from running the ball, which Matt LaFleur, please just give <laughs> them all to your running backs. Um, <laughs> I would certainly hope the passing game um, looks good against <laughs> this right. defense. Right. You know? Absolutely. Like, I really think that they should be still getting their offense going with the run game. Like, that's how they need to start this game is running the ball. 
And what they really need more than anything is for their first drive to be um, long, not a three yes. and out. Like get something going. That, mm. Get something going yep. so that their their first drive isn't a three and out, and they essentially waste three plays. Like mix in your your run game and pass game on the first drive on a long seventy five yard drive for a touchdown to set up the rest of the game. Like that would mm. be. So perfect if we saw a balanced attack to start the game to get a 7-0 lead or a 7-3 lead or however the, if they end up whatever you, you guys understand my point yeah and i think that would be the like the best case scenario for the packers this week yes yes that is you hit it on the head of why that bills game was frustrating to me is that the patience of the offensive drives didn't pay off mm-hmm. um, until the second half. And then it was just like until, or basically until like that's forced feed Aaron Jones, everything. Right. And we'll face the consequences, which weren't that bad. It was like this, our offense looks kind of good. Um, it was just like, it's that stuff of like, you don't have to take deep shots. You don't have to do the, if you don't trust your receivers to do stuff beyond the line of scrimmage, why are you throwing three plays together or three straight plays together where they're blanketed by the bills, best cornerbacks or any team's best cornerbacks. And right. it's like, that's where it's like the, the reflex of everything of like, Oh, let's just do this. And then it's like, no, that is not working. <laughs> that is not working. This is Packers. Right. 2022 season. <laughs> but for context, like the Lions have given up uh, the sixth most defensive. I'm sorry. The Packers. Wow, I can't. My brain is jumbled. The Lions defense has given up the sixth most rushing yards um, this season at 1,084. That's a lot of rushing Jesus. yards. It's a lot of rushing yards for eight games. Yeah. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, seven games, 7.7. Yeah, that's which, right. Which is even worse. Even worse. <laughs> And they've also given up the second, tied for second most rushing touchdowns at 13. The only team worse is the Bears at 14. But they're tied with the Browns, who have each given up 13. Gotta love the NFC North. Good lord. (laughs) But they've each given up 13 rushing touchdowns. So, like, why not start the game using Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon to really get this going? Deep post to Alan Lazard. Let's go! Stop! But like in that same breath, the Lions have also given up the tenth most yards to the air uh, at eighteen hundred or almost seventeen hundred. So like middle of the pack ish, but like they're susceptible on on the ground. Attack them on the ground to start the game, then open up that passing game, much like we saw in Buffalo. I love it. I love it. I would love to see. Some offensive awakening that lasts yeah. more than two quarters. That's right. what I would like to see. And to to play off your your whisper to Joe Barry and having Jair Alexander on the best people, like I think Amon Rob St. Brown versus Jair is going to be a fun matchup if that gets to happen. Put Rizzo on. <laughs> no, put your best corner on your the other team's put, best receiver. Put Stokes on. <laughs> It's, I think on podcast with Joel Berry. 
This is such an honor. We're gonna talk. I think that's, yeah, that's that's I'm like this is in the film room of like we're gonna put strokes on. <laughs> Just whispering sweet nothings into Joe Berry's ear. Is D, is TJ Hawkins the one that put Delandre on him? It's actually uh it's all to blame is Jordan. Jordan's telling Joe Barry how to how to run a defense. Yep. Me. So, <laughs> right. But either which way, like this Lions offense has weapons between DeAndre Swift, Josh Reynolds, Amara St. Brown, and our old buddy Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. I know I miss Jamal Williams. Loved him on the Packers. So like Yeah, if you need good vibes, is, Jamal Williams always will have them. Right. Like, but this defense needs to be on their game this week. Otherwise, we could be in like shootout, which is weird to say with this Packer season. That could is be on, what like, I territory. I don't. <laughs> Can they shoot blanks? <laughs> <laughs> is that is I I don't know. I want I want to say all these things, and you're putting a very strong case for why this Packers team should feast and gash I... the Lions. <laughs> In theory, <laughs> yes, this team should have their way with the Lions' defense right. and score thirty-five points and have it be a secure win. I don't think that is coming. I, I don't know what's coming around the corner, but uh, I, I there is just something that is just like I can't ignore the last eight weeks of just like what? I know how is this happening? I know it's it's hard to ignore it all. If there's a week for it to happen, why not against probably the worst defense in football right now? Yeah, they have the second worst point differential too behind yeah. the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. So if there's a time, why not now? If um, they're running on Lombardi time, I think they're running on um, uh, Ray <laughs> Rhodes time right now. Oh, God. <laughs> um, before we get going... Two, a couple more things to uh, to talk about. Kylan Hill and Chris Barnes coming off of IR. So I don't think they're playing this week. Um, but coming off uh, of IR uh, regardless. I was immediately like, is Kylan Hill returning puns? By the way, if it if it if it's Keish or what has a Keyshawn next? Keyshawn next? I think it's spell I think it's Keyshawn Nixon. Or, yeah, sorry, Nixon. <laughs> I was so worried about the first day that I screwed up the last thing. No problem. <laughs> um, I hate that I have to be like, hey, you did really well returning a ball. But he did. He did. What's so annoying is that he had that like 50 yard return that got called back for a holding. Yeah. Like that's just like. Rrr. But yeah. yeah, he did fine. Like if he has more like that, then I'm fine with it. But he, I, think he, I don't think he got back to 20 on a couple of them, which is not ideal. So I think Chris Barnes will be a big add for depth at linebacker. Especially if Devondre is. Yeah, it's going to be hurt. Who knows how long that's going to be going on? Because I feel like that would be an all season at this point. Right. So we'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, Players to watch, Jordan. Who are you looking for? I forget who went first last week. So if you want, I can go or you can go. I think I went first last week. Okay. So I'll, so I'll go. Um, If he's healthy, Christian Watson, mm. if he's healthy, if he's not, uh, Aaron Jones. 
I think this is an opportunity. Actually, you know what? No. I'm going to go the other Aaron. Aaron Rodgers. Like, this is the time you need to be the MVP, Hall of Fame level quarterback that you are, and win this game for the Packers. Like, there, there's no excuse for losing this game to the Lions. None. And so he needs to be on his game and have a game similar to how he had on Sunday against the Bills and exceed that against the Lions. Um, I would have nominated Captain Casual. <laughs> <laughs> Which you have to explain to the listeners uh, who that is. I believe it was Aaron Rodgers said it in their press conference today post-practice, but uh, Samari Toure, rookie, seventh-round draft pick, caught a touchdown uh, against the Bills last week. Good touchdown, too. Good touchdown, too. Good route. Good good adjustments being happening. But uh, Rodgers said that uh, <laughs> Samari Toure earned the name Captain Casual because of how he was practicing. He wasn't trying very hard in practice, and Samari Toure did not like that, and as such, began practicing a lot harder. And it paid off. And so now it's more of a endearing joke than it is a nickname, like telling him to get going. So uh yeah, Captain Casual is a phenomenal nickname, albeit don't you don't know. want to earn that. I mean, one. I agree with you. I think it's it's slowly if you're having a good game, if you score your first NFL touchdown, yeah, it's gonna be a little bit more endearing. Yeah. But I also know Aaron Rodgers says things for a double minions. Right. And so, he, but uh, to be fair, I yeah. think that was not just an Aaron Rodgers nickname. I think that was a, no. Oh no, no, yeah. It was like yeah. an offensive like team like nickname. So yeah. Who's your player? <sighs> I I hate to be basic all the time and just go like Air Jones as Air as you take a sip of your pumpkin spice latte. Exactly, and uh, <laughs> eat my um, avocado toast. I don't, I don't <laughs> try to think of. Basic things. Um, I think it's Aaron Jones. I mean, I almost said I was going to go. Aaron I almost Jones, said Dobbs but... too because I think I I want Christian Watson to play, but Dobbs might be like the bellwether to the if the passing game looks good. Actually, yeah. he even make a case for uh, big old Bob Tanya. Bobby. Um. So, but yeah, it's Aaron Jones. If this. If this offense has a life raft <laughs> right. coming, coming to the shore, um, Aaron Jones is the guy that's rowing the boat. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Score mm-hmm. predictions. I'm going to say... Okay, I, I'm gonna you say went I first was... last time, though. Okay, so go ahead. You go first, because I don't have one to score. <laughs> All right, I'll go first. I will say it ends up being a somewhat of a shootout, and the Packers win 34-26. This game is going to be weird. I think that's potentially weird. Weird stuff will happen. And it's going to be a weird score. 34-26 sounds kind of right. It's in that ballpark of just like, okay, what? 
<laughs> there's gonna be a two-play conversion in there that would that right. so i don't know some weird things that just don't happen all that well even um, that, even that like 34 is not weird it's four touchdowns and two field goals no the 26 is weird though yes it is god what do I expect out of this stupid team? <laughs> stupid. I'm talking this. You got. Now. You got to make a. You got to. You got to make a score prediction. I know. Um, let's go 27-25 Packers. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be even, weird. That's just as weird as 34-26, in my opinion. 27 is not that weird, but 25 is certainly weird. Yeah. Um. All right, folks. Noon on Sunday, I believe. If I'm not mistaken. On Fox. Yep. Yes. Noon on Sunday on Fox. Um, but before we go, got a couple promotions to go through. Um, as always, you can find all of our uh, our being Eurostep Podcast Network's uh, latest podcasts and merch and Discord info all on gspn.info. Uh, a lot of new pods this week, a lot of good pods, uh, including this one. Uh, Adam and Andrew released a Make Time for This. Uh, on the Barbarian, the new horror movie. Uh, Conan. Is, yep, that's the one. <laughs> um, that is on HBO Max <laughs> right now. Uh, me and Adam and Andrew have been gushing over the movie. Um, once, I guess I was gushing over. I really liked it. Horror movie had me just about have to change my pants halfway through of it. Um, but very good. And then um, obviously Buck season in full swing. They just beat the Pistons to improve to seven and zero. Uh, Wait, did you say they're undefeated? Undefeated, never lost. Exactly, never lost. <laughs> um, and so Ty and Rohan had said that they're going to start releasing, I think, more regularly on Monday. Like that's the start to yes. be being their schedule. So yep. go check out that um that Monday pod. I think they've got another one coming up this week. I couldn't could be mistaken though. Um, and then Jordan, do you have another one? Another winner in six coming out with uh, yes, Adam. Yes, we do. It is recording probably when you are listening to this, dear listener, <laughs> or after. It may have already been published. Who knows? And podcasting, you can listen to podcasts anytime. That's the joy right. of the podcast. Exactly. So go to GSPN Info to get all that information. Go subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff on the GSPN, uh, GSPN podcast. We all appreciate it. We're having a lot of fun. Packer season is on the brink of being not so much fun anymore, but hopefully it'll change a little bit with a uh, with a win on Sunday against the Lions. But that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening. Jordan, thank you, buddy. Thank you.